Please join me in the prayer for illumination. Heavenly Father, thank you for your love that is constantly offered, even when we don't deserve it, that is infinitely expressive and overtly joyful, even when we are gloomy or sad, that is forever undeserved and generous, even when we have sinned against others, that is overwhelmingly happy and completely kind, even when we are complaining and moody, that is powerfully caring and utterly unselfish, even when we are absorbed by ourselves, that is completely satisfying and full of reward, even when we are impossible to satisfy, that is awesomely true and profoundly real, even when we are contrary and stubborn. Allow us not to be filled with the things of this world, but to allow your spirit and your love to fill us and guide us in your holiness. Amen. Our scripture reading this morning is from the New Testament, Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 through 20, which can be found on page 1067 of your Pew Bible. Be careful then how you live, not as unwise people, but as wise, making the most of, of the time, because the days are evil. So do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit as you sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves, singing and making melody to the Lord in your hearts, giving thanks to God the Father at all times and for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. The word of the Lord. No one knows the names of the individuals who compiled the 150 psalms into a single book. There were no historical archivists on the site. There were no smartphone cameras, no Facebook or Instagram where people could post pictures of these individuals as they met together, perhaps kneeling in prayer, asking for the guidance of the Holy Spirit, and probably engaged in a few theological tussles about whether this psalm would be included in the entire book or whether that one should be omitted. And so even though we know next to nothing about these people who brought the psalms together, what we now know is that they were instruments of God as they brought into one book what has become the quintessential prayer book, hymn book, and instruction book for those who are a part of both the Jewish and the Christian faiths. We don't know anything about them, and, and when we read the Psalms today, mostly we read them individually. Um, in our study, in our prayer, sometimes in our singing. But it's important to know that there was a lot of thought given to how the entire book was put together. It was not haphazard at all. It was intentional in terms of how the, the book begins. The Psalms 1 and Psalm 2 are 
are very clearly an introduction to the entire book. And then the Psalms are divided into five discrete sections. Each of them is concluded with a song of praise. And there are many who say that perhaps the the division into five sections was intended to be a mirror of the first five books of the Bible, the Pentateuch, Torah. And then there's the concluding psalm, Psalm 150. It is a song of praise, and it is the final song of praise for that fifth section and for the entire book. And obviously, it is intended to be the climactic fortissimo that is to raise the roof in the sanctuary. And so now, listen today for what the Holy Spirit is saying to us through Psalm 150. Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty firmament. Praise him for his mighty deeds. Praise him according to his unsurpassing greatness. Praise him with trumpet sound. Praise him with lute and harp. Praise him with tambourine and dance. Praise him with strings and pipe. Praise him with clanging cymbals. Praise him with loud, clashing cymbals. Let everything that breathes praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I've entitled this sermon, Song and Sacrament. Song and Sacrament. In the Presbyterian Church, we observe and celebrate two sacraments, the sacrament of baptism and the sacrament of the Lord's Supper, which, of course, we also call communion. And in these sacraments, the church takes very ordinary things and in the context of worship, lifts them up so that we see a sign of God's great love for God's people. In the sacrament of baptism, as we have already seen today, the ordinary thing is water. And it's just ordinary water. It's the same water that we use to quench our thirst after we've been working out in the yard on a sultry Charleston day or that we use to wash our bodies or our clothes or our cars. Very same water. And in the sacrament of the Lord's Supper, it's ordinary bread and wine. Now, do you remember those good old days, those good old pre-COVID days? (laughs) when we uh, used to eat a bite of bread from a loaf that was baked by Tim Limbert, and when we drank a sip of unfermented Welch's grape juice. (laughs) And now, you know, we've actually gotten pretty good at taking our thumbnails and ripping off the top of those little plastic cups where we find a sip of grape juice and a little tiny wafer for us to celebrate the sacrament of communion. Now this is a total aside, but I have a confession to make that uh, it's probably been, and it's been at least two decades ago, maybe even as long as three decades ago, I actually, in the church where I was serving then, 
received a promotional box in the mail that contained those little plastic cups with the communion of grape juice and wafer in them. And would you believe that I held them up in front of my congregation and in a sermon made fun of those little cups? <laughs> I've thought back to that, and I've thought that I would have been a much better pastor had I seen into the future and advised the session that they should think of buying stock in the uh, manufacturer of those little cups of communion juice and wafer that are now ubiquitous in church world. <laughs> yes, in the sacrament, we take these things as a church that are so ordinary, and they become a sign of God's love and grace. They point to the very pattern and character of God. Today we have had the holy privilege, the joyful privilege, of celebrating two baptisms here at Mount Pleasant Presbyterian Church. At the nine o'clock service, the church baptized Finley Williams, and now, just now, we have baptized Hunter Ralston. These children of the covenant, we say, heirs of the covenant that God makes with God's own people. And in seeing the ordinary water that comes from the hands of an ordinary pastor, what we are given to see is that it is God who chooses us. God chooses us for faith, for salvation, for discipleship. God chooses us before we can ever say yes to accept that gift that we have been given. And that, therefore, then corrects us whenever we start to think that we attain any of this by ourselves. And so, paired and accompanying the sacrament today, we've read two passages of scripture from the Bible. The first of those that McCray read is from Ephesians. And in that passage, Paul exhorts the Christians in the church in Ephesus that they are to sing psalms and songs and spirit psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. And then in Psalm 150, the psalmist exhorts the body of believers to praise the Lord with music. And you know, even though music is not officially a sacrament in our church, when we lift our voices in song, then music takes on a sacramental Heft. Today is Barbara Laura Fox's last Sunday with us. And we are so grateful to God for bringing her here to Mount Pleasant Presbyterian Church and for all the ways that she has given of her energy, intelligence, imagination, and love to help us to know God 
to minister in the name of Jesus Christ more fully. And so today we thank God for the sacramental help that Barbara has brought to music here at MPPC. For the ways that she has lived out the pattern and the character of God enabled us to lift our voices in praise and thanksgiving to offer up the deep laments of our hearts and so Barbara today we thank you we thank you for all the ways that you have through your leadership and wizardry brought together disparate voices and ringing of bells by voices young and old and blended them together into the unified voice of a choir. We thank you for the ways that you have been a colleague to many ministers and to so many other church staff members. We thank you for all the ways that you have brought the beauty and the joy of music, not only to this congregation, but to this entire community through the Village Concert Series and through the Lenten lunches and worship services that we share with neighboring Presbyterian churches. We thank you for the ways that you've been a mentor to choral scholars, to members of worship committees, to attendees at arts camps, to leaders of youth and children. We thank you for sharing your incredible voice for the ways that as we will sing in our final hymn today. We have experienced a more profound Alleluia. A few Sundays ago, on a Sunday when we celebrated the sacrament of the Lord's Supper, our hearts were lifted by the hymn draw us in the spirit's tether a line in that hymn says that it is in our living that we become sacraments of god and so we are called to be and so we are better equipped to be sacraments of god through barbara lore fox and so, with the psalmist, we say, let everything that breathes praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen.